Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. And this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. Uh, click the Spotify description. Um, there is a link in that where you can leave us an up to one minute voicemail. Um, tell us which of the songs you like that we cover today, which songs you don't. Um, or just if you want to say anything to us, you can do that there as well. We might play it on the podcast. Uh, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com for blog content. And we just have unveiled about five different new hats. We have trucker hats. We have dad hats. We have the hipster camper hat, uh, up to nine different variations of colors. A couple of di- with our brand new, uh, logo that we have, um, uh, one embroidered one on a patch. Uh, definitely check those out on countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. All right, fellas. How are y'all? Doing well. I'm a little tired. Yeah, I am too. I hate I hate the time change. Um, the it, mm-hmm. but because it just I get so much. I feel more tired because it's dark when I'm driving home. Um, I got home about six thirty and thought it was. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna be late for the podcast." Looked at the clock. Oh, it's only six thirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know uh, that they 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 haven't actually um they haven't actually passed that law about changing daylight savings. So you hear, cause you know why though, right? Have you heard about it? Yeah. Well, they don't want kids to go to school, school it's, in the dark. It's, it's stuck in the house and it's not based on party affiliation. It's based on region. They're, they're split right now on whether or not they want to change it to staying at standard time or daylight mm-hmm. savings time. So they're weighing both options. Yes. Do not give me the time where it's darker sooner. I'm out on that. I'd rather just keep it the way it is and give me half the year with uh, more sunlight. Well, so I know why it's like regionally based because like the further north you go, obviously it gets darker sooner. Like I think in England, it gets dark at like, like four 30, mm-hmm. you know, the further north, but people are like, I don't want our kids to have to go to school in the dark. I was like, well, I like being able to get home and do something in the sunlight. I like not feeling like it's 10 o'clock at, at 6.30. Yeah. And you know what? what? I always get them mixed up. On your own too. So it like, depends on what. What side of the time zones you're on. Like if you're on Eastern Central time, it gets dark earlier. Same as if you're on Eastern Eastern time, it'll get dark earlier. But if you're in Western Eastern time, it you're almost you're practically in central time. I don't even know what Western Eastern is. So like if you live like, in Eastern Tennessee, if you're in like Knoxville uh, okay. versus Raleigh, you're you're in the same time, but Knoxville is so close to Central, it, it gets dark there later. Well, this is just like sports. If you don't, if you're not on the East Coast, no one cares. <laughs> and that's that's how the whatever. at least we care at Country and Cold Cans, but the media doesn't care unless you're on the East Coast. Just don't do what Arizona does. Change their time zone? Yeah, they change time zones so they don't do it. And it is way too damn confusing. It's not really that confusing. But you I get, like but what Arizona, Arizona did. If North Carolina would do what Arizona did, I'd be hell yeah. The part of the year you're on Central, part of the year you're on Eastern. and You really God only have to remember it for one day a year. It's not that difficult. And my phone does yeah, it for me. So Every time I go to Arizona, I got to figure out what time zone they're on this time. <laughs> 
But just remember if the time has changed or not. Well, I don't know when the fuck that is. What am I, a clock? <laughs> Your phone should do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I... Oh, I wish they would just come up with something. The change. I hate the change more. I would, I could probably get used to either one. But I guess. It's I just, just want the sunlight. change. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't, it, it, I don't it mind would the... suck. Like, if you think about it, I just... It would suck, like, right now, if it were on regular time. It would be almost like 8.30 for the second. The thing is, though, like, I don't mind the change itself part half the time. I don't like where we uh, lose an hour. But when we gain an hour, as Miranda Lambert likes to say, it's it's extra drink night, you know? Yeah, Andy, Andy, you remember those days we'd be at the Big oh, yeah. Easy and it'd be one fifty nine, and we'd all be sitting there. Oh, 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 it's 1 a.m. again. Extra drink night. <laughs> yeah, that's how you. <laughs> it always sucked, though, when it'd go from one fifty nine to three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just I wish they would just do something. It's annoying. Yeah. But I'm sure they won't figure it out. Um <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right, so Yellowstone season five just started last night. Andy, is this the last season? I can't remember. I have not I think it is, but I don't that. know. I don't think I've heard anything either way. Yeah. But Yellowstone season five uh debuted last night, two hour episode. Andy and I are watching Kyle still. You know, if you've been listening to this show for a while know that he has not watched it yet. Um, but we're Andy and I are fans of it, but they always have really good music on the show. And like, here's just some of the songs, uh, some of the people that they played um, on last night's episode and episode one that they, they had a Robert Earl Keaton song, Dolly Parton, Zach Bryan, whiskey fever uh, was played uh, a few Shane Smith and the Saints songs. And Hayes Carl was also featured as well. But what's cool about this episode, Andy, or these two episodes, there, Shane Smith and the Saints were in the uh, one of the episodes, and then Lainey Wilson also was in it because she is going to be a recurring character this year. Shane Smith played an entire concert, basically. They got, I think, they played two full songs. Yeah, because uh, you know, spoiler alert: uh, one of the characters became governor. I guess I won't say who. If you know, you know. But uh, became governor, and that's on the teaser though. So if you've seen the teaser, yeah, they, they spoiled it for you. But then, then again, Kyle was like five seasons behind. But, but, uh, but yeah, Shane Smith and the Saints, as Andy was saying, played a concert. They were playing the um the the governor's like inauguration party or whatever. It's kind of cool. With Laney Wilson standing at the party, also Ryan Bingham, who's been on the show forever. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen yeah. one episode of Yellowstone. And it's where the dude with the black beard beat the hell out of some guy, some old man. That narrows it down. Oh, uh, actually, I think I know what episode you're talking about. It was like they got into a. Uh, yeah, it was like in a, a cow, a horse pen or yep, something. Yep. Yeah, I know and exactly. Beat the mean. hell out of some old man. Yeah, and I, Kevin Costner's just over there, like putting his gloves on. And like, right. <laughs> yeah. Kevin yep. Costner's old now, but he's still a good actor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, it's funny. Um, I think there are some people out there that just hate anything if it's popular, because I've been seeing people yes. on Twitter that now are just trashing Yellowstone, saying it's terrible. And I'm just like, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? But I'm just like, not everything that's popular is bad. Some things are pretty good. I mean, is it a little cheesy at times? Yes, but it's TV. Yeah. You don't hear, you don't hear me trashing Euphoria. 
Euphoria is awful. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But it's popular. It's popular, but there's nothing but dicks in that show. Literally dick pick episode. after dick pick after dick pick. I've yeah, never I'm seen not. an episode. Yeah, I don't think I will. But you, but you don't see me trashing it. Well, see, I've never seen it either. Uh, but my coworkers, my coworkers love it. So they tell me about Zendaya it. girls in it. It's been yeah, Zendaya's in it. Um, and so is Sydney Sweeney. Mm. Both of them are good looking ladies. Um, of course. But yeah, but Andy, you would not like it unless you, you know, uh, <laughs> no, it's not, it's a, it's not like I would. Don't think I'll be checking that one out. It, it's literally just a show about drug sex and, and it's like high school stuff, right? But but or it's like college. But it's like high school if um everybody in your high school was doing like meth. Oh, okay. No, and like sense. heroin. It's like it's not like you know they had a few ke- beers at a keg party, right? It's like oh, they all started doing that years and, after, They all started doing that years after we graduated. Yeah, and like one of the girls, <laughs> if I remember, was like uh, they said this, she was sleeping with one of the dads or something. I don't know. It's like I don't know how it's like not illegal. To, for them to play because these girls are playing pretending to be like high school girls yeah. and they're they're showing like sex it's weird how is that not like a crime i don't and know they did that on californication too and there was a crime in the show still showed it yeah that was in the early one of the first two episodes too wasn't it yeah fucking and punching yeah that's what she ended up naming the I book think, but i think that was the name of the episode yeah but I did see a funny joke because it's like peep, the two big shows the last few years have been like Yellowstone and Euphoria. And somebody said, uh, it's a two party rule in the United States of America. You're either Team Yellowstone or Team Euphoria. And I was like, well, I'm Team Yellowstone on this one. Yeah, definitely on the Yellowstone. I tell you what, uh, Beth Dutton, she is crazy. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't cross her. Nope. But Kyle, she uh she also is a good looking woman. But um but yeah, so good music all the way around um from Yellowstone once again. They uh they do a really good job on that show about highlighting like artists that don't necessarily always get like the mainstream attention. And so it, that was kind of cool. And I'm I'm really excited to see what Lainey Wilson's character is gonna do because she has just like been on a rocket ship to the moon lately. She got a she got her own tractor supply commercial. Yeah, yeah, she did. So, but speaking of Lenny Wilson, she was the big story of the night for the CMAs. I'm going to do a quick CMA recap here. Um, the CMAs this year. So we we had talked about this in the past, and it's always, you know, within the independent realm, everybody loves to trash anything from the mainstream, being like, oh, uh, you, the CMAs are all never heard of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like shit like that, like, Oh, Luke Bryan, <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> I mean, it's like the classic. It, it, it's worn out jokes that really stopped being funny about five years ago. But, I don't know. I still kind of thought it was funny. <laughs> but I mean, that's just what people say. Um, the CMAs this year actually were good. This was the Luke. So Luke Combs, I'll go through who the winners are and then kind of talk about some of the highlights of the show. But Luke Combs won Entertainer of the Year. And he, during his speech, said that the there was a lot more country at the CMA awards this year or the the CMA awards sounded a lot more country this year in country music and he and I, I was just like he he nailed it with that comment cuz the there wasn't a ton of like pop cross crossovers or mainstream people that don't really have big ties to country music being crossed over there was like the Thomas Rhett Katy Perry duet that was very very forgettable but 
you know, overall, very like even like the newer artists that were featured were much more rootsy and organic. Luke Combs won Entertainer of the Year and Album of the Year. Um, Jordan Davis and Luke Bryan's duet by Dirt won Song of the Year. I mean, I can't really complain about that song in, in the scope of like a mainstream song. It's not terrible. Till You Can't, Cody Johnson won Music Video of the Year. That's been a huge hit for him this year. Uh, Chris Stapleton won Male Vocalist again. Brothers Osborne won Vocal Duo again. I think they're just going to win that award like Brooks and Dunn did for a long, long time because there isn't really a viable alternative. What are you going to like? Dan and Jay? No, thank you. Brothers Osborne definitely is the uh, the best of that group. Um, Old Dominion Vocal Group of the Year. Uh, but Lainey Wilson, uh, she was the big story of the night because – she won new artist of the year and female vocalist of the year. Those like, and she, she had a huge night and she had a, I believe one or two performances or no, she was a part of three different performances. What she was also part of the performance honoring Alan Jackson, Alan yeah, Jackson awesome, yeah. uh, won the lifetime of Willie Nelson lifetime achievement award. And um, so they had John party, Dirk Bentley and Lainey Wilson all singing a part of a Alan Jackson song. And then he, uh, finished it out playing one on his own because you know uh, Alan Jackson recently has been diagnosed with uh, I believe it's called CMT and it, he when he was singing he sounded pretty normal but when he went to talk um, you could tell he was a little bit out of breath um, he was having trouble speaking compared to in the past it, uh, like it but it, it, he had a lot of like you know reverence for the genre talking about how he uh, he said Carrie Underwood recently just said country music's three uh, three chords and the truth. He goes, but when I moved here, I had nothing. It was more like three chords and a prayer. But Alan Jackson, man, like one of the best country artists of all time, in my opinion, and one of my favorites. I, I mean, grew up on that guy. Um, it was cool to see him honored like that. Um, then you know they they honored Loretta Lynn. They opened the show with a um, uh, performance by uh, I know I know there was Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood uh involved in that um then carly pierce sang her her song dear miss loretta uh midway through the show in honor of loretta lynn um they had chris stapleton and patty loveless who did a rendition of you'll never leave harlan alive that was very very good um just overall the quality of the song selected the countryness of it was just way more than it usually is. It, it was a very big step in the right direction for the CMAs. And I think it was on purpose because they, they kind of catered more towards an older audience this year. But if reality, that's smart because younger people don't watch live television. So who do, who does people, our parents age people a little bit younger than our parents, people older than our parents. They like, my mom was asking me about it the next day. Like, Hey, did you watch the CMAs? They, they were actually really good this year. And they were kind of catering more towards that crowd and it, and it worked out, but it wasn't like it was only like old songs and old people. They, they also had the newer artists and the new, this newer crop of artists are, are, are definitely more in the country vein. So hats off to the CMAs. Um, I, I do think that overall is a really good show. The, the downsides were Morgan Wallen's performance of you proof songs, not that good. Um, and it, 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 it wasn't great. Uh, the Tommy Rhett, Katy Perry performance was forgettable. He's and becoming then, more forgettable. Yeah. I mean, the, the genre is changing, man. It's going, yep. it's going more country, which is, you know, thank God. And then Luke Bryan, nice guy. Peyton Manning, one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up, but they were not very good as the hosts. Spring Brad and Carrie back. Like their, their jokes didn't land. It was awkward, but you know, they weren't, 
they weren't that great as the host of the CMAs. So I have a, I don't know if it's a hot take, but all it took, I think we can credit uh, Florida Georgia Line for saving country music. What, by made, going away? <laughs> yeah. They made they did their thing. Wait, sorry, sorry, like, I did that wrong. Florida Georgia Line, never heard of her. Yeah, they they have they have saved country music because they took it to a floor so low that <laughs> it was <laughs> only up of, from there, baby. It was only up from there. And with them splitting up, you know, they're just they kind of canceled themselves <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it, definitely, if you haven't check out uh, Miranda Lambert's rendition of her song Geraldine. Um, if people ever wondered. If you didn't already know why Miranda Lambert has been so successful, she has the it factor. And in that performance, it was on display. Um, That is a song that wasn't one of my standout tracks from that most recent album she put out, but performance was fire. Um, So definitely check that out. Miranda, you know, still a a top tier performer in my view. But yeah, like I said, overall CMA awards, dude, I got to give them a thumbs up on this year's rendition. It was a good show. Not a lot of no FGL performances, as Kyle said. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. But all right. So it's that time of the month again. Six pack song roundup. Andy gave us some songs the other day. Um, we got some big ones this week. We have songs by uh, two songs by Morgan Wade, two songs by Zach Bryan, an L King cover of a old unreleased Tyler Childers song. And then uh, newcomer Aiden Canfield. Um, so let's jump into those and let's start off with. Um, with Morgan Wade. So Morgan Wade had this song, uh, had a song called the night, uh, uh, probably a few years back now that she did an acoustic version on. And it was, uh, a very, it, it kind of went, as she said in the night part two, many viral, uh, but let's take a quick listen and, uh, of the night, then the night part two, and then we'll jump in. So that's the night. So that's the one that she um, had never done an official studio release of up until now, but she has, it's been widely distributed. She, um, I think she may have done it on the vinyl sessions or something like that, but um, this isn't a new song to Morgan Wade fans. Um, I love this song have since, since I I first heard it. Um, You know, she, she really is diving into that topic of, you know, substance abuse and being suicidal. And it, it just like taking a toll on you. And that the, the line about uh, Johnny called me late last night and I told Mr. Walker, just go home. Like the personification of uh, alcohol like that. I, I really dug that. Um, and then probably the line that I liked the most in this song. Uh, sorry, I pulled up the night part two. The night was, um, well, I'd love to get some sleep, but I can't get too deep. Though I am doing the best that I can, my mind likes to talk about everything I am, uh, everything I'm not, and even worse, everything I am. 
I think I think that's a heavy line, very killer, because it's like talking about how you know you have your self doubt and you're kind of like seeing everything you haven't done in life, but even worse, you know, taking inventory and looking in the mirror about what you actually are and not liking what you see. Um, and then you're just struggling through the night just to be able to hang on to either sobriety or hang on to just like not, you know, in this case, because song about suicide, not often yourself. So like it's, it, it's a heavy song, a very good song. I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, Andy, what about you? I definitely like it. I'll start. I guess actually everything I'm gonna have to say on this is probably gonna be negative. So I'll start with the, uh, I give the song an A. So I, I, the uh for some reason i can't i get the the what were you talking about like the it's the play on johnny walker like what they mm-hmm. calling but for some reason i can't piece it together any further past that i i get what you're getting at but i i get what you're putting down but i'm not picking it up type deal <laughs> so i haven't figured that out and this would be classic me here is that i don't like the that she said mental health for some reason it's not the subject matter or anything when it comes to that. I just didn't like those two words together in the song. I don't pettiness. So <laughs> on my part, that's petty, but I don't know why. I just, I don't know. It just seemed too basic. I don't know. It's petty. Like yeah. I said, song songs in a, yeah, it's petty. Take those Andy. Are, <laughs> those are two critiques for some. One's not a critique. One's just me being it, an idiot. And it, the other's well, no, it, it's funny to me because at least you're self aware about it. Andy sometimes would just be like, "Oh, the way they pronounce that word, it just <laughs> it gets me, and, and it ain't classic. good." But uh, classic yeah. me. <laughs> All right, Kyle. What about you? The night. Um. So I'm 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 kind of in the same boat as Andy. I just I don't know. I just I kind of get the. Not the the heebie-jeebies, but I just kind of get like a uh, and she said mental health. She could have made a clever song about mental health, but I she just it said clever. it. But she just said it. I was like, uh, well, the, the context of how she uh, said it, I don't know, but it's just. But like, the context okay. makes it work. You, you, I, I knew it, the, it. it. I'm not yes. trashing it. The, the song would have been fantastic because I knew what she was talking about the whole time. And then she, she hadn't directly health. said it. I get it. Yeah, but, I knew, but the thing I was, knew the it whole wasn't thing. like she was like, I'm focused on my mental health. She said in the South, you're not like, supposed to talk about mental health. The context, I think, makes it different because if I do agree with you that if she had just been like, I'm focusing on my mental health and that kind of gives me an eye roll just because people like I, mean, I get what you're getting at. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think I'm fairly consistent. I don't like songs that directly name sex you can make a song yeah. about sex without saying it we all know what you're talking about <laughs> reverse cowgirl yeah <laughs> yeah we all know what you're getting at we all know we can all smell what you're stepping in <laughs> sometimes but, but I you don't have to say it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i get what you're saying i mean sometimes uh, less is more <laughs> all right that's the night so here's the night part two this one uh a little bit more of a newer song definitely a different kind of sound to the song the the night is definitely more old school morgan wade this one's more pop influence which i'm wondering if this is the direction she might be going on the next record but let's take a listen (laughs) 
Now, uh, we only played a clip from the chorus there, but they it has a much more of a rhythmic pop kind of uh, melody to, or lack thereof, I guess um, you could say, to the verses. Um, she kind of repurposed the first couple lines of the chorus from the night part one into the night part two. Why I find this song, I, I don't like the sound of this as much as I did the last, but I do like this. Why I find these two, I think that they should be packaged together to totally kind of give it a fair grade is because the the night part one to me was about being in the throes of your deeming, demons like firsthand, like actually having substance abuse, active substance abuse issues and being suicidal, being just like directly you're in the, the middle of the storm. Then the night part two, you know, she's acknowledging she wrote a song about being suicidal, put it on the Internet, went kind of viral. Her old friends, they don't talk anymore. And I wonder if that's like old friends being like people or being like old friends being like drugs and alcohol. Um, then she kind of like dives into, you know, she's a bad day away from relapse and find herself back in rehab. Um, this is more about like the day to day struggle that it is once you get clean. And, you know, even if you are a re in recovery, you know, sometimes Johnny comes calling late that night. Um, but she has to tell Mr. Walker, just go home and hope she wakes up alone. Waking up alone, meaning not waking up with the, because uh, like I said, the personification of Johnny Walker as a, almost like a person waking up without Johnny and being sober. I, I find these two songs put together uh, better than the than being apart, if that makes sense. But uh, Kyle, what about you? Uh, the chorus of this song sounds like an Avril, Avril Lavigne song from 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> Not a big fan of that from Morgan Wade. Um, I don't really like how it's almost like a. The first part of the song is it's not quite like a it's not quite like a rap, but it's like a rhythm. It, it's the the verses are all very rhythmic. Yes. Yeah, I don't really like that. that I don't know. I don't like that. Verse. What you had wasn't broke. Don't try to change anything. <laughs> um you're going to piss off every musician by trying to tell them not to do anything different. <laughs> yeah, I probably am. It's the course. I mean, it's the course or the, it's the course is the best part of the song. I don't like any other part of it. Now, like I said, I think this song is the weaker of the two, but yes. the, the reason that I like these songs together is because it tells the full story. I, I think that these songs need to be taken in one after the other to have full context. It's like almost like when you have a concept album and you need to have the whole record to really conceptualize what it's getting at messaging wise. This is better yeah. together than it is. If I just heard the night part two and had never heard the night, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this I, yeah. would be way more average if the night part one wasn't packaged with it. Um, I give it a higher grade, I think just because of it's the sum is better than the parts. Sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Andy, what about you? I agree with it to get I it's a very good A side B side. Yeah. For for doing an A side B side, I think the, the concept of this is as good as it gets. Um the first verse of this is my favorite from the entire A side B side. I I heard the only critique, I guess, is I heard I think she previewed that on the gram. Mm. And I um I had really high hopes. It didn't let me down, but there was really no more rise to it than that. So that's kind of, you get your hopes up and then it just meets expectations and it's not, 
quite as rewarding, but I think she does pop very well. I I thought like with Last Cigarette, I she does it very well, and so I I do like it. You're not a pop guy. No, I I might would have rather had more of a maybe a more rhythmic version of the first sound, maybe a little bit more in between. I've been fine with. Well, I'm fine with this, but I I don't I, I I can't tell she does it very she's really good at it. So I don't Yeah. And in like some ways at all. in some ways like I take it away from the two songs on um, what their subject matter. I like what she did here and I wish more artists would attempt this because this is more than just releasing a song all the time. This is these songs are meant to be taken together. There's some like art, artistry here. And then on top of that, if you think about it, the it's that dichotomy of Morgan Wade's music. There's the more rootsy stuff that everybody first like heard her do and, and really like with the night. And then there's the the newer stuff that like she kind of you got a glimpse of with Last Cigarette on the last album. This is like the two the two halves of Morgan Wade as an artist on what she does. Ooh. I think there's more to like taking away from this ignore the subject matter and ignore the songs specifically. There, there. It was cool what she did here, and you don't have many artists that even attempt these things. Um, I, I just, I, the more I got to thinking about this today as we were listening to it to try to prepare for this show, I just found those things interesting to me because so many, so much music, even if it can be good, it's boring. It's the same old, same old. It doesn't make you think. These two songs being packaged the way they were, the sonically being so different, like the melodies being so different, but still being connected with the the theme of it was interesting. And I think that's why I probably liked it as much as I did. The the only other thing I'll say is the other thing that really annoyed me on this song was it doesn't follow any sort of rhyme or reason in my the first part of the song is very upbeat, kinda has a little bit of tempo to it. And like the last minute of the song is so slow. And I don't, I don't, I don't just quite it understand makes it. Sense for what she's talking about too, though. And lyrically speaking, the That's, tempo change sort of makes sense. Eh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just not smart enough for this song. And then Andy, it's almost like you and I've talked about with like, you know, um, I mean, all, all we've done is drink, so it's not like we've done hard stuff. But it's like that, <laughs> the the highs. Spoken <laughs> like a. Well, I mean, sounded, this sounded worse than you intended it to. <laughs> but, All you've done is drink heavily. <laughs> but I didn't say heavily, but <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But yeah. I mean, it was implied. But yeah. uh, no, but it's like, it, it, Andy, you and I have talked about how, like, you have when people are drinking, like, you have so many highs and lows and everything, whereas things tend to be more consistent when you don't drink. Um, you're more even keel. And that kind of is reflected somewhat, even with the things you struggle with. If you're in recovery with the the mood of the second song, does that make sense? Yeah, well, that's basically what I was trying to say. You just yeah. kind of said it a little bit better. But yeah, I, I think that these two definitely need to be consumed together. I, I guess is my overall like I uh, point about these two. I I I like the dichotomy. I like the differences. Now, if I had to listen to an album full of a sound of hers, I prefer the country or stuff, right? Um, I, but I do like her pop stuff too. I mean, I like Last Cigarette. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to see. She's been writing with uh, some pop artists lately, so I think there's probably going to be some more pop Sadly. stuff coming down the 
coming down the pike. I could see. I do. I think that she could have a chance to make it huge. And I think it, the pop side's bigger. Like Taylor Swift, yeah. I, she wouldn't be if she stayed in the country scene. I don't think she would be as big as she is. So my worst fears thing. are slowly being realized. Well, Mer- Morgan Wade's first album isn't country. It's got some country songs, but it isn't really country. Like Water Days, Water Days is like Heartland Rock. Last Cigarettes Pop. There's some, you know, country. Like Met You is country. Um, Take Me Away is country. But I think there, it's a good mix on that first record. Yeah, my, that's my biggest fear off the first album. Well, she wasn't going to be able to live up to the hype. Yeah, we haven't even heard the second album yet. Don't get down on it yet. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already down on it. Kyle already hates she, Yellowstone and he ain't watched it yet. She's she's gonna, Kyle she's is, the, is the people the we were next. talking about that when something gets popular, he's like, you know what? This isn't so good after all. <laughs> no, but I can sympathize with him on some some aspects. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, Morgan Wade's The Night. Um, like we said, there's a Spotify description. Click the link for that. Leave us an up to one minute voicemail. Give us your thoughts on on um, those two songs together separately um, which, and what you think about what Morgan Wade's going to do with the next album. Um, all right, next up, uh, El King. El King is Rob Schneider's daughter. Um, she's a uh, like, artist. Uh, <laughs> like the one in the uh, Waterboy, Rob Schneider? yeah. yeah. No way. I didn't yeah, seriously, know you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. That's, yeah, yeah. That's awesome and also hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's his, that's his daughter, and she has been making a bit of a name for herself the last few years. She, she kind of has been more of a pop-leaning, but like more rock and blues-influenced artist throughout the beginning part of her career. Um, but she, she kind of got a, her first foray into country with a, a duet, um, with Dirk Bentley, uh, different for girls. It, it was that one. She has a she has a good a good voice. That was but her. That was yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, y'all were learning some new things about El King tonight. Uh, but she performed at the CMAs, did a tribute to Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, she was out there playing uh, get uh, the piano with her foot and jumping all around and sticking her tongue out at the camera and had leather pants with the killer across her ass like she's <laughs> she's a wild card man like she when she's on stage it, it's it's very uninhibited uh, i would say <laughs> but um so i found it interesting when andy sent on this playlist an l king song because she's announced she's doing a country record and then when i saw the title of the song i was like wait a minute i'm immediately interested in what this is going to be so the the song she covered is jersey giant Jersey Giant, for those that don't know, most of you probably do at this point, it's an unreleased solo write by Tyler Childress from about 10 years ago. The only recorded version I've ever seen is available still to this day on SoundCloud. He's never officially recorded it, but it it has resurfaced in the last few years, and it became a huge TikTok trend over the last couple months, where it's just being used over and over again. And it is a banger of a song. Now, why does this matter for this? Tyler Childers has announced he's going back on tour for the first time, I believe, since the pandemic started. And L. King is opening on some of the shows. And they said that she actually got his blessing before she did a full recording of this. So uh, before we get into this, let's uh, take a quick listen. Just two hours to get there, baby. I can make it back to that 
So a few things, a lot to unpack here because I was very excited when I saw this. I absolutely love this song. Like, I think this is a banger of a song. Now, when I saw L King was covering it, I was interested because she tends to be a lot more bombastic with her vocals and the production and everything. What does she, that word mean? Uh, like very over the, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to say over the top because it sounds negative, but like very, like kind of like loud. Flamboyant. Okay. Like, like, not excessive. Um, it's just not understated. Like this. Yeah, yeah. The opposite of understated. But this, she did a very, very good job covering this song, especially after, because the first one I heard was the Childers bootleg recording. She she did an understated recording that's both sonically and like vocally stayed true enough to the original. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't her Jerry Lee Lewis tribute standing on stage like, you know, sticking her tongue out and like singing real loud and everything, which that's fine, too. But for this song, I think she knocked it out of the park. This song is phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, Andy, what do you say? Well, I've never heard never heard of this song. I never heard of L. King. I uh, for my defense of never hearing the shoulder song. I like sound. Me and SoundCloud have a love hate relationship. I like the stuff that's in there. But at times, SoundCloud just refuses to let me in to hear any of it. And I get fed up and quit. So, uh, <laughs> never heard of El King. But uh, I like her voice. It's great. Uh, it, it's it got the same, I don't know how to Smoky it. quality. Speaking characteristic that I hear in Morgan Wade as well. It's more something that I, it's how I think I would, their voice would sound when they're talking. Right. But they, you hear it singing. So I dig that. Instrumentally, this song sounds could be a turnpike song instrumentally. Like with the guitar and the fiddle, I I, I can't compare it to anything other than turnpike. So banger. I'm glad I clicked play on when I saw this on New Music Friday. Because I, I am. almost did. Last one I clicked play on. I am too, because I was, it was surprised. The title that got me. I was like, yeah. Jersey Giant, interesting title. I'm curious. <laughs> I, I'm glad you click play too because there needed to be a Spotify re- full studio recording of somebody singing this song. The song's too good. Uh, Kyle, what do you say? Is the Tyler Childers song also four minutes and 20 se- 26 seconds? I guess. I don't know. The only, My only slight complaint with the song is I feel like it's um, slightly too long. Well, tell it. Do you, was there anything you did like? <laughs> no, I said the only complaint I have with the song okay. is it is slightly too long. <laughs> I just felt like it dragged on forever. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> so much so that when I was playing it in my truck, I had to make sure it didn't start. You know, my phone wasn't on repeat, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's still going." There's a lot of fluff in it, and it's mainly instrumental fluff. It's the only complaint. It's not a. It's not a big complaint. It's just my personal taste that I think it kind of drags. The song is phenomenal. Yeah. I have listened to the SoundCloud thing, even though 
for some reason SoundCloud didn't want to let me listen to it. Exactly. Um, it's it's just a piss poor uh, website. Yeah, it's, it's SoundCloud. Ain't it doesn't it doesn't work half the time. But yes, yeah. the Tyler Childers song is phenomenal, and she did oh, a great job on it. Yeah, just slightly just too long. The instrumental part, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, now, Kyle, I do find it interesting that Andy said he's never heard of it because, Kyle, you know, I believe that the reason you had the SoundCloud link was because I sent it to the Country and Cold Cans group chat. That is so correct. Check out this Tyler Childers unreleased song. It's fire. <laughs> that is cor- that is correct. That is the only reason I've heard it. You know how we know that Andy doesn't pay attention to our text messages? <laughs> that is the only reason I even knew about the Tyler Childers cover because you sent it to me. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. There is a 40-60 shot if I click that link, I'm even going to be able to hear the song. Because SoundCloud makes me want, is requiring me to sign in and then will not let me sign in. So, half time I just say the hell with it. It ain't even worth trying. They're not going to let me in. They're trying <laughs> to keep it, the man down. Is SoundCloud bad for your mental health, Andy? Yes. I hate SoundCloud. <laughs> it is... I, I don't understand why somebody would make this app for music and then try their best to keep people from getting on it. No, they want you to create an account. I have an account. They won't let me in the fucking thing. It is so It is ridiculous. <laughs> Dumbest business model I've ever heard. It's like if Wendy's just locked all their doors to all their their stores and it's like, oh, we want you to come eat, but we locked the door. Fuck they did, you. They did do that in 2020. <laughs> Our Bojangles still does that. <laughs> Some of them still do. Our Bojangles still does it. <laughs> Anyways, good on L King. This was a good cover and fantastic. It's hilarious. She's Rob Schneider's daughter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised you guys haven't like heard about her. I can see where she gets her oh, personality from. Kyle, you definitely know another song. You at least have probably heard it with Bailey. Andy might not have, but she did the Miranda Lambert debut. Uh, I'm drunk and I don't want to go home. That like girl anthem. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, that's L King too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew the different for girls one. That's the where I'd recognize her name from. Yeah. But not a big fan of that song. But anyway. Yeah, I think that song's a little bit trite and and I love Dirk Bentley. So but is what that song is. Somebody else. I don't think I knew there was somebody else on that song. Half the song is a girl's voice. Yeah. Well, I didn't listen to it a whole lot either. Andy says I was too busy listening to podcasts about finance. <laughs> Andy's, a, Andy, Andy's a finance probably bro, actually <laughs> Andy's a finance bro I love it when people say finances finance because I think that's how Dave Ramsey says it but I, I hear I, I follow a or I used to follow a, a, somebody on Instagram that used to make fun of Dave Ramsey with like the way he talks and everything it was it was a, such a funny account <laughs> to follow but <laughs> but <laughs> anyways I digress um all right, next up, Zach Bryan, the most prolific man in music. Not just roots music, but all of music these days. I have lost count at how many songs that guy has put out over the last six months. We're over 60. Yes, we have to be. We have to be. Yeah, it's 34 and then, what, 14 on the... I think it was 34, right? 12, or 6. Four, you might be right. Mine was 14. Yeah, well, EP, album, whatever we're calling that. Yeah. But um, how many A side B sides does he put out? So, right. I was talking about just this calendar year. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it, yeah, we're over sixty songs. Yeah, it's been a bunch. <laughs> but uh, so he's got two more. <laughs> uh, shocker, huge if true. 
But uh, Zach Bryan released one called Fifth of May, one called The Greatest Day of My Life. Um, I was familiar with Fifth of May because of some live performances because I'm on YouTube all the time. Uh, I think we posted a, a, a performance of it on the Country and Cold Cans TikToks. So follow us at TikTok at Country and Cold Cans if you want to see some cool live performances. But uh, here's Fifth of May. Getting high's easy. Getting drunk's fine. It's the getting by that'll get us all down. So if you need me, know that I'm leading somewhere along in some coastal town. I'll be quick with this because I know y'all probably have some thoughts, but everything about this song is straight fire, son. Uh, this guy has an ear for catchy melodies. Love getting high is easy, getting drunk's fine, but it's the it's the getting by that it'll get a soul down, man. Preach, brother Zach. Preach. Um, Zach Bryan's been on a tear lately. He's been on a straight heater, and this is uh, I love the uh, the Heartland Rock kind of vibe to this song. I love the um, the me- like I said, the melody is just ridiculously catchy. Um, so uh, I- I'm a fan. Kyle, um, song's perfect. <laughs> However, um, <laughs> Kyle went from you know what it grinds my gears to this song's perfect. <laughs> no, song's perfect. Uh, Zach, just me to you, speaking as brothers in Christ. It's a motorcycle, not a motorbike. It's a motorcycle, motorcycle, not a motorbike. Thank you. We're Americans. We're not British. It's a motorcycle. So that's all I have to say. Song's perfect. Other than that. <laughs> we knew there was something in there. <laughs> Andy, what about you? <laughs> The first verse storyline had me hook, line, and sinker. The the chorus, as the kids say, is a bop. Is that, is that a word now? It's a bop. I, I think so. Oh, okay. Learn something uh, every day. Now. Okay. And obviously, verse two, now it's April, and I hate you, and I'm heading home. I love when people say shit like that. I kind of like motorbike. I like when people sometimes use funny names for things. He does have a, a different way of phrasing things sometimes, too. Um, but he calls it the boot. Well, that's a very Southern thing. It's the trunk. I know, but if you ask your parents and grandparents, it's very common to call it the boot. Because Southern slang is actually very influenced by British slang. They're wrong now, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, Andy, like you are spot on with the first verse just grabbing you immediately. Like the imagery there. Um, uh, of like his, his mom gripping her hip on the fifth of May, on a photo daddy took on a uh, day in a humid May, like broken hearted as he's riding away on a motorbike, motorcycle <laughs> East LA, like I'm like it just like the imagery is there. Caught me hook line and sinker, and then where he really hammers it home is the catchy chorus. Um, I love like I said, I love those three lines. Getting high is easy, getting drunk's fine, but it's the getting by that'll get us all down. Um, that love this song. That's 5th of May. Now I'll slide over to the second song Zach Bryan released. Song number 60-ish. Um, greatest Day of My Life. This is the greatest day of my life. If I move or close my eyes, it will be gone and so will I. So come on in and stay a while. Here's just moments in a great big pile. She's there laughing on the porch swing of my mind. All right, Kyle, what do you think? Greatest day of my life, Zach Brother. I thought I had to sneeze. I'm sorry. Um, 
It's not as good as Fifth of May. Uh, I think this song is kind of listy. Um, it's just fine to me. I don't. It's just a, a list of memories, which I guess fits the title of the song. Didn't grab me like Fifth of May. So I'm just kind of blah on this one. Andy? I don't think I've, I'm fairly confident I have not completely grasped this song. I think there's more to the maybe the true day, the day aspect of what he's saying because obviously it's all sounds like different days. So I haven't totally grasped what he's got. But to me, like there's this to me is classic for Zach Bryan. That just certain lines just just drag me in and make make songs for me. It's, when I was too young to really know the difference in love and longing for it, when to shut up and when to stay with it, and how to forgive and just let go. That guy can write just a couple lines and just make songs. Like the rest of it doesn't really even matter anymore, just for that little bit. He's the he's the master at that. I thought this song was when I first heard it, like this is a very subpar Zach Bryan song, but it says how good he is is how good of a song this still is for being subpar for him. Because it's still really good. But I don't I don't think I've completely grasped it yet. May never. Might be too dumb. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm beginning to genuinely think that I might be too stupid to grasp some of Zach Bryan songs. It takes me multiple listens on a lot of them. Some of his songs are quite taxing to listen to. It's in a good way. In a good growers, way. not showers. But um join the club. <laughs> um i'm i'm with both of you on what y'all said on this um as kyle said it seems like there's he's like looking back at a lot of his favorite memories especially like in the chorus where he's like years are just moments in a great big pile and she's there laughing on the porch swing of my mind like if he closes his eyes he can go back to a a great moment that was like the greatest day of his life at that time or or something that takes him to feel like it's the greatest day of his life no matter where he is uh but andy i'm also with you on what you said even in songs that by Zach Bryan standards, I feel are not up to his top tier stuff, which, you know, is at the same time, is still better than what most people put out. His bad songs are better than most people's good songs. It's true. Um, it, he always has a, a couple lines in there that just, you know, you're just like, what in the world, man? Like that, that's heavy. That that's a great line. And there were a couple in here. You, you mentioned the one I had in my head too, uh, a minute ago. So it, and then just to kind of sound like a broke record, uh, that's what I said on the, he has an ear for a good melody and this melody is very pleasing to listen to as well. Um, I like it. Don't like it as much as fifth of May. Like Kyle so, said, I, but, the only, the only other thing I'll say is I think he missed not explaining or hinting at who the people are in the song. And I felt like that just kind of left me. Yeah. It kind of was like you said, it was a little listy. Um, yeah. Now, a, a positive about it, I love the pedal steel and um, yes. the instrumental in the background. It reminded me very much of pedal steel from Dances for the Lonely Era, American Aquarium, on some of those songs. Um, just the, the song kind of sounds like an American Aquarium. It does, like from that from that record specifically. I think it was '09 when they released that. Yeah. It, it it gives me very big, like sonically speaking, it gives me very big Dances for the Lonely, like some of the uh, slower, um, more more down tempo songs. But um, other, overall, it's still a good song. Uh, Fifth Wait, of May, the, still uh, the better one. 
one of the uh, like the lines you put out, like the way he has the phrasing things on the porch swing of my mind is such that is so well done. Like I don't even know where it that makes you think of what he means, but it's also it makes perfect sense. But you actually have to think about it. But it's also simple. It's one of those intricacies of you know word thingamadoos. <laughs> no, you're right, and like. Uh, even one here that stuck out to me too, that kind of made me kind of like, huh, when I first heard it, but I also can really relate to it is like, he goes a roof over my head and a band that don't miss a healthy Mm, dog that hugs me when I'm home. Like if you think about it outside of our buddy Clint's dog, Luke, I've never seen many dogs that actually hug you, but Eli loves to hug Carter. Yes. He He loves to lick Carter. (laughs) He licks Carter's knees when Carter's just there. All right, buddy. All right. (laughs) But but if you think about well, the way a dog greets you and is so excited to see you and jumps all over you when you get home, that is kind of their way of hugging. So it's like mm-hmm. my first reaction was like, huh, like what is he talking about? A healthy dog hugging you. But it's like, the like Andy said, the more you got to think about it, you're like, he's not wrong. Like that is kind of what the, the, the dog version of giving you a hug when they greet you. And it's just like little things like that that I just, I find fascinating by listening. And to like this. the little aspect of that too is in that as he also says healthy, which means that your dog is in good health. And should be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's so it's he says so much in such little words. It's yeah, fascinating. He he doesn't have to take uh, a a million uh, different lines to be able to say something poignant. And he just has a way more. of being able to concisely say it, which is a hard thing for people to do. Yep. Less is more. Mm-hmm. And shouts out to him for the snow show that I learned from all places barstool. I, and I thought the way he said it too. Is it Zach Bryan in the snow at Red Rocks looks like a religious experience. <laughs> Dude, that was cool that he did that because apparently they were going to cancel the show altogether. Like the people, the uh, the people the in venue. charge out there. It was like maybe, I don't know what it, who it was. It wasn't, it was the venue in conjunction with some type of local law enforcement. We're going to like cancel the show. So instead he played for an hour, no openers. And um, I just think that's a stand-up move to do. I mean, I bet that was cool as shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be in the snow for anything, but that would be one thing I would consider. It was packed. Mm -hmm. I mean, sold-out crowd. Nobody didn't show up. Yeah, like a bunch of people in cowboy hats covered in snow. Everybody's coats are covered in snow. It looked sick. And thanks for sure. The people that were in attendance will not forget that night. Yeah. For sure, because I've heard Red Rocks is amazing, too. It's very few artists that will do something like that. Like, he did that. Um, Eric Church, on uh, one time, was uh, his whole entire band got, like, the flu or something, and they were all sick. So instead of canceling the show, he played an entire, like, 90 minutes to two-hour set acoustically in an arena and then gave everyone free tickets to a rescheduled date. That's, yeah. like, an, that's another thing. Like, you, you just – most artists would just be like, hey, we're, we're going to postpone the show. It's Eric it's Church really cool. Also, Eric Church also canceled a show last minute to go to a basketball game. Which yeah, I did. think he should have had some leeway because of shit he's done for his fans. But we, if you want to know our opinions on that, go back to last that was two uh, years last ago or a year ago. It was a year ago. Yeah. Go back to last March. We did an entire topic on it. It wasn't um, like he went to watch good basketball either. It was a fantastic game, just bad outcome. <laughs> <laughs> go to Hell, Carolina. All right. Um, Last song of the night, Andy's boy, uh, Aiden Canfield, released one called Technicolor. Technicolor, 
All right, Andy, what do you think? When I first heard this, to me, I could be wrong on this. To me, this song would essentially be the definition of Heartland Rock. Sound, lyrical content. To me, this just is, I could be wrong with this. I'm not an expert on Heartland Rock. But to me, this would almost be the definition of Heartland Rock, which to me is either like a B plus A or completely miss and I don't like it. And to me, like all songs a little too long, but to me, most Heartland Rock songs are a little bit too long. I'm considering myself a pretty big and knowledgeable Heartland Rock fan, and I, I don't know that I hear that. I hear more pop rock from the 90s. Okay, I mean, I, I hear that too. I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, it's like, now, I will Matchbox say... Matchbox 20 and Heartland yeah, Rock mixed together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably more fair, like... I just I I hear more Third Eye Blind than I do John Mellencamp. Yeah, I agree, I Logan. Um, now I will say I didn't care for this. So th- let me play the first few seconds of the song, and then this will make more sense. That part, this part right here, I loved. Then he immediately lost me right there the first listen. The song took me a while to listen to. I, I'm back on the side of liking it now. But the very beginning, you hear kind of the, the like, if you've ever dropped a needle on the groove on a, on a vinyl record, it kind of has that pop. It, it sounds very analog at the very beginning when, when the, the guitar intro is going. It, it reminds me of, of a very old school, like, sounding song. And I really, really dug that. Then immediately, I'm just going through the, the, my up and down on my first lesson. Then immediately when he goes, hey, I just like, eh. mm-hmm. like uh, I don't like that. Don't like that. But then as the song kept going on, it, it brought me back into the fold because I, 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 while I love Heartland Rock, I love pop rock from the 90s. Like, I, that's something that I, I vibe out to and I listen to all the time when I'm playing, when needing to play music that people in my office are not going to complain about. I go to Matchbox 20 Radio on Spotify. Um, so I, I do like this song. It, it grew on me with multiple listens. I like, I like the kind of old school looking kind of um, uh, font and kind of faded, not HD album or single cover he has on him playing guitar. Um, I think this song grew on me and I did end up liking it because like Andy missed Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was kind of like it was about him saying that it, it was almost like a song about falling in love or finding a girl that you really are um, head over heels for. But it's like everything before was kind of like uh, black and white or gray. And then suddenly he sees things in, in technicolor, almost using like, I guess, would that be like a TV reference when it was like cheap black and white TVs to then things were colorized. Uh, in Technicolor, all, all I know, Technicolor has something to do with the TV, and that's yeah. Nice. And so, like Technicolor, I liked that analogy. Um, I do. There are elements of the sound that I think it leans pretty pop rock, but like I said, I like pop rock from that era. So, ended up being a, a thumbs up for me. Um, but I will say, I didn't really like the hay at the beginning. <laughs> he initially lost me, but then got me back on to me. That's listen number two and three. Heartland rock a lot, and that's one of the things I don't I don't like that either. I would say I, to what you said, I can see maybe where like the verses maybe sound to me maybe more Heartland rock, but like it's kind of the fast melodic guitar that gives me the third eye blind Matchbox Twenty. The right. First thing you ever learn when you figure out what a chord is on a guitar type 
<laughs> fast-paced Strumman type deal. Yeah, at least back when we were seven, yeah, or 18 or 19. I don't know what the kids probably listen to, and I don't know if it's like Cardi B or whatever. But anyways, Kyle, what did you think? It sounds like 2000s pop rock. Um, I don't know if it's a... Uh... I'm going to refer to this like I referred to Bailey Zimmerman. I think it's just network TV. Um, <laughs> it, I wasn't that high on it. And I don't like new pop rock. I like old pop rock because I grew up on it. And if I was 28 in 2004, I probably would have hated pop rock, man. You know, I just, <laughs> I just, I like it because I grew up listening to it. And I don't think it can be done better than what I already like. That's a that's a terrible bias I have. <laughs> Sounds like an old man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just you know I just nothing after the year two thousand four is worth the shit. <laughs> I'd say about two thousand and seven or eight. <laughs> um, he did. Yeah, it was when I first listened to it. The yeah, so, I was like, oh god. Basically, no. every song that's come out since then, you're like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> if it's pop rock yeah i don't not, not I, don't, I don't even like pop radio anymore well pop now i don't like yeah there's some i do like i, w- I will say there's been some i've been turned on to by some co-workers that has been pretty solid it's been honestly most of the female artists that are a little bit more singer songwriter in their sound um I, i've liked some of their stuff but I, i'm with you on that most pop now isn't really yeah. my jam no I, no i just I like well, I like old stuff. I'm an old man. I'm getting worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, this I could see this song coming up on like a Matchbox Twenty radio playlist. Um, I I just can't place who here. He reminds me of someone, but I just cannot think yeah. of who it is. At first, I was like, maybe it's Jimmy Eat World, and I listen. I went back and listened to Jimmy Eat World. I was like, nope, it's not Jimmy Eat World. It's it's funny the three different things that we all said something different here. Andy said Heartland Rock. You said 2000s Pop Rock. I hear 90s Pop Rock. So you're saying more in line with like Weezer? No, like 90s Pop Rock is like Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20. Um, I hear that. People I from that era. That. I, mean, I, yeah, I hear that. That, that. That's what I hear. I'm saying that I find it funny that we all heard something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, can't I just don't hear, the, I don't hear the, like, the Jimmy Eat World or the Heartland it. Rock as much. Well, I don't hear the Jimmy Eat World either. Like when I first listened to it, I was like, man. Maybe it's Jimmy World. I was like, no, it's definitely not Jimmy World. I just can't place who I think it is, and it really bothers me. Yeah, I'm interested uh, to hear more from this guy because I I liked the first song Andy brought up of him more than this one. This mm-hmm. one's fine. Um, it's fine. Like yeah, I said, it reminds me. Of, it's not something that I'm gonna like skip if it comes on the playlist or anything. It doesn't like it. It's not offensive to me. The first one he put out that we we covered on here, I liked a lot. Um, but I'm I'm. I, I'd like to hear more from this guy. Um, I think which one was that again? Artist. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the name of it right now. Was it Seeing Straight? Uh, uh, it was the only good. The only good. Okay, that's right. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aiden, friendly advice if you care, we had to say, don't do the yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I would. Don't do it. Almost lost me on that, but yeah, don't. Uh, but at, you know, the song was pretty good, so it ended up bringing me back around. So, he looks like a nice young man, strapping young lad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
That sounds like something an old man would say. Old man cow. Yeah. Buy the dad hat. Be an old man like me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yep. And you can find that dad hat on countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. Well, it's a great we have stuff hats. We have dad hats. We have the hipster camper hat, if that's your jam. Um, that's available, too. Up to nine different color options on most of the uh, things there. We have a new logo unveiled on the hat um, that I think is pretty fire. I think it uh, looks better on the hat than the old one, don't you, Andy? Yeah, always. But anyways, well, you know, I think this was this about wraps it up. This was the six-packs on Roundup for this week. Uh, CMAs, thumbs up this year. Um, Definitely check out these songs we had here. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll get around to making a playlist of the songs we cover on the Six Packs on Roundup. Um, but for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, make sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. And then check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com. Follow us on the socials. You know what they are by now. Um, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy, sitting here with Kyle. And we will see you next time.